Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one best-selling book, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Then call my office at 662-844-1414 and order my new book, The Code Breaker. It's a very simple question for you guys today. Very simple question. Should Ole Miss go after Bo Nix? That kind of rhymes. I guess it's a slant rhyme. I don't know. Didn't really pay much attention in middle school. But should Ole Miss go after Bo Nix? That's a question I've got for you. We'll talk about a couple of other transfer portal quarterbacks as well that Ole Miss is after. Uh, There was a little bit of drama last night. I'm not sure if I want to actually get into it. I'll decide through the course of this recording. And then I've got a quick thought on basketball. I will save that for the end because I am well aware of how little uh, most of you care at this point. Welcome in. My name is Michael Borky. You're listening to the Rebel Report. Glad to hear. Glad to hear from you guys. I can't hear you guys. I'm glad that you are willing to hear from me on this Monday and uh, off and running in the dead period. Dead period is here. Uh, Ole Miss will practice this week. You'll get to hear from Lane Kiffin this week. I will bring that press conference to you whenever it does happen. I'll put that uh, in the field here so you can hear from Lane Kiffin. He will be asked, I'm sure, about Jeff Levy, so we'll get answers, full, full, full answers on uh, what the plan is for him in the bowl game, stuff like that. I'm sure he'll get asked about replacements. He won't say a word. He'll get asked about recruiting. He won't say anything of value. But still, you're going to get some uh, bowl game stuff and Levy stuff, and and that will be interesting for sure. So I'll bring that to you at some point here in the near future. But let's start with the question. This is one that uh, it came up the second the news broke. Bo Nix, Auburn's three-year starter at quarterback, kind of a polarizing figure in the SEC. There have been times where Bo Nix has looked every bit like the five-star that he was. I mean, he has just at times looked unbelievable at Auburn. And there are equally as many times where he has looked bad, really bad at Auburn. And there's very little in between. I I saw Matt Hinton shared a chart of Bo Nix's QBR by game in all three years as a starter at Auburn. And I'm, I'm not kidding, guys. It's really great. Next game, bad. Next game, good. Next game, bad. Next game, really great. Next game, bad. Next game, really bad. Next game, great. I mean, it is just, he is a roller coaster of production. And he has been at Auburn. So he's kind of a polarizing guy. He's obviously a very good athlete. Very good athlete. And he has shown flashes of brilliance, but that's really all they've been, just flashes and nothing more. Nothing consistent. You've seen it. It's been there, but that's all that you've gotten is just flashes and not consistency. So he is polarizing, and he did hit the portal today. By the way, side note, I know I'm talking about quarterbacks here, but Tank Bigsby also hit the portal today. Um, It's a long way until we start doing season previews for next year and predicted order of finishes and stuff like that. I can tell you already right now, my pick to finish last in the West is Auburn. They They are going to be very bad next year. I'm just going to going to just get that out there. Now, that's my pick. I will stick to it regardless of what happens this offseason. Auburn's going to finish last in the West next year. There you go. So save it, whatever. Remind me later. They're going to next year. Tank Bigsby hits the portal. Bo Nix hits the portal. And that's been the topic 
in Ole Miss circles is who is going to play quarterback next year? Who is Kiffin going after? Is it going to be Dylan Gabriel? Is he tied to Jeff Levy? Doesn't sound like it because he visited somewhere else this weekend. Or did he visit? Or is it going to be Spencer Rattler? Well, he's a locker room cancer, but he's really talented. Can a change of scenery adjust his mentality? Can you even get Spencer Rattler? Are you even pursuing him? Well, what about this guy from the FCS level? What about Keaton Slovis? What happens if you hire Graham Harrell? I mean, that's just everybody's just talking about that, understandably. So I uh, I believe, I don't know this for sure, but it strikes me as pretty obvious that Ole Miss is pursuing actively all of these quarterbacks because they do not yet believe in Luke Altmeyer. That does not mean that they don't believe in him in the future. But all of this pursuit of transfers, I think it's pretty obvious that they don't think that he can step in and be the guy immediately next year. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they do think that. Maybe he is that. But the amount of portal exploration they've done at quarterback tells me that they feel like they need one for next year. So I don't know if what Gabriel's going to do. I don't know what Rattler's going to do. But and this might not be popular with all of you, I think that Ole Miss should pursue Bo Nix. I think they should. Now, I'm pretty sure that they have other guys valued ahead of him, or maybe they don't. I feel like they do, though. Um, But if I were them, I would pursue Bo Nix. Because mostly who he's been coached by. I would love to see. I'm curious to see wherever he goes, even if it's not Ole Miss. I'm very curious to see what Bo Nix looks like when he is not being coached by Gus Malzahn or Mike Bobo. I'm really curious to see what he can look like when not being coached by those two guys. I think there is a really good player in there. And what I mean by a really good player, not the flashes, because he has shown you flashes of being a really good player. I mean consistently. I think, I think a lot of his issues, not all of them, a lot of his issues, or at least some of his issues, stem from who was coaching him. I think there's a good player in there somewhere. I think it's going to take the right coaching to unlock that good player. And before anybody even gets there, and, and none of you will, but no, he he's not Matt Corral. He will not be as good as Matt Corral. Nobody in the portal right now, nobody that will play quarterback for Ole Miss next year, though, will be as good as Matt Corral. None of them. Not a single one. Not Spencer Rattler. No, Nobody in the portal is as good as Matt Corral. Not Keaton Slovis, who hit the portal. None of them. So I, I wouldn't put such high standard on Bo Nix. Why I would pursue him, though, it's a few things. Um, first, he has a lot of experience. And with two years of eligibility left, he can be a very nice bridge if, if, if. And, you you know, a lot of people think they have no shot. Some people think they're the favorite, whatever. If they do, in fact, find a way to sign Arch Manning, Bo Nix's eligibility time frame is a perfect bridge to Arch uh, for whatever that's worth. Maybe nothing. They probably aren't even considering that, but just throwing that out there. But he has three years of experience in the SEC. There will not be an adjustment period for Bo Nix. None. He's played in the SEC, obviously. He's been a three-year starter in the SEC. There is not an environment that he can see that will overwhelm him. There is not a talent that can overwhelm him. 
in terms of expectations and adjustment. He's been doing it for three years. He's experienced. And he is very talented. He's a good athlete. He can run. So if Ole Miss wants to continue this system where the quarterback run is a big part of it, or at least the threat of a quarterback run is a big part of it, Bo Nix is a guy that can execute that. He is a good athlete. Don't look at his rushing stats. Look at ability. Uh, again, last year he was not at all, at all, used the right way. Last year, at all. I think in Kiffin's system, if they continue to to use the Levy influence and, and do what they've done the last couple of years, Bo Nix fits that because he is a threat to run, and he can beat defenses with his feet. And also, you have seen those flashes. Are they consistent? No. Hell no. Absolutely not. But when you've got an offensive mind and a developer like Lane Kiffin, I think it's worth the risk. It's I don't even think it's a risk, honestly. I think it's worth it. Experience in the SEC as a three-year starter in the SEC, so no adjustment will be needed. He's a good enough athlete to run your system, and he has shown the flashes of being a brilliant player. And I think somebody like Kiffin, as opposed to Mike Bobo or Gus Malzahn, can maximize his potential. I don't think he's been in a situation where his potential has been maximized yet. Because you've you've seen, you've seen it with your own eyes, what quarterback development has been like with Gus Malzahn. And if you don't know about Mike Bobo by now, I, I, that was a head-scratching hire to begin with. The fact that Auburn hired him away from South Carolina, who just hired him, saved South Carolina from itself. And them paying him almost $4 million to go away after one season tells you all you need to know. Bonix has not been maximized yet. He hasn't gotten the coaching like he would get at Ole Miss. I think his floor could be raised if he were to play under Lane Kiffin. I really do. I think his floor would be raised if he got to play under Lane Kiffin. And uh, I think they should pursue him. If my audio is cutting out, please forgive me. For some reason, uh, the service that I'm using is crashing, but I'm still live, so hopefully it doesn't affect the audio. We'll see after recording. Hope it works. Anyway, uh, so sorry if this sounds bad. Um, I don't know what's going on here. Either way, if I'm Lane Kiffin, if I'm Ole Miss, I pursue Bo Nix. He's got SEC experience. He's got in-division experience. He's shown that he can do it at a high level. He's a good enough athlete to run the system. His eligibility clock works well for you. I would pursue him. I know not everybody agrees with that. I understand. Trust me, I understand. I would pursue him. Here's kind of your Max Kellerman take of the day. I would pursue him over Dylan Gabriel. There's your, ooh, that's hot. I don't know if I believe that. I don't know. I don't know. That's your Max Kellerman take of the day. I, I don't know if I believe that one yet. But I'll die on that hill. Why not? Yeah, Bo Nix over Dylan Gabriel. Oh, that feels weird to say out loud. I'll I'll come back to that if I actually believe in that or not. But either way, I think Ole Miss should be reaching out, probably already have, to Bo Nix. And if you're a fan and, and Ole Miss, let's just go down the rabbit hole, and they sign Bo Nix, I would be optimistic about that. I would. 
Is he Matt Corral? No. Is Spencer Rattler Matt Corral? Hell no. Is Dylan Gabriel? No, absolutely not. Is Keaton Slovis? No. I don't think Ole Miss is going to go down this road, but is Zach Calzada? No. Is Cam Ward? No. So the next guy is always, regardless of who it is, is going to be a step down. But I think Bo Nix makes sense. I really do. I think he makes sense. And and if I were if I were you, and let's say news comes out later that Ole Miss has in fact reached out to Bo Nix, I would be optimistic. I really would uh, about. Or I would be optimistic about um about the future next season with him um, and him. I really would. I mean, I, I've seen people that have uh, Bo Nix ranked behind Michael Penix. I don't know what the hell football you're watching. Um, they, they have him ranked behind Cam Ward, which uh, thrown up a bunch of points and yards at the FCS level, but eh, I don't know. I, I just experienced in the best league in college football tells me um, all I need to know. I think it'll work. I think it would work. Don't underestimate Lane Kiffin's ability to coach quarterbacks. I think he's one of the best in college football. And I think this guy has been coached by some subpar. Anyway, there was news this weekend that Ole Miss got a visit from Cameron uh, Cameron Ward, from Incarnate Ward. Um, that's a very interesting situation. Cam Ward is a guy that in the spring season, so FCS played in the spring, in the spring season, won uh, Offensive Player of the Year, and then in the fall threw for 4,700 yards or just under 4,700 yards and 47 touchdowns at uh, Incarnate Word. So Cameron Ward from Incarnate Word. Uh, I've seen a lot of people rave about him. Apparently he ran like a wing T in high school, so didn't really get to develop as a passer in high school, and that's why guys like him go to places like that and then all of a sudden become pursued by big-time schools. He's an interesting guy. He's big, uh, looks athletic. They don't use him in the running game, but that doesn't mean he can't run. Again, he did run some kind of wing tee in high school. He looks athletic, um, looks like he moves in the pocket well. He's got the Phillip Rivers arm slot. I mean, it's definitely not over the top. It's like this shoulder shot put thing that he has. I um, He did visit Ole Miss this weekend, apparently left with an offer, uh, has not committed or anything yet. And as you guys need to know, and you know already, but as you need to know, uh, Transfer Portal guys don't sign on Wednesday. They don't have to. They can, but they, um, they, they don't have to. So Portal recruiting could go into, you know, January, February, hell, March or April after spring practice. It will never stop, but... Um, just because you got an offer recently doesn't mean you'll get an answer anytime soon. I'm curious as to that offer. I can't help but wonder if Ole Miss is not willing to take multiple transfer guys if they're not in pursuit and willing to sign two of them. I think they would. you got to have depth after all. Um, kind of feels like they would. Cam Ward is interesting because... The talent is there, you think the production is there, but what kind of adjustment will need to be made from that level to the SEC? Because 
let's be honest, I grew up watching FCS football. It is a massive step up from high school. Massive step up from high school. I went to Furman games every Saturday. Furman would beat the best high school team in the state of South Carolina every year by 60 points. It, it would be a bloodbath. So it's a, it's a, the FCS level is a step up. So the transition from that to the SEC versus high school to the SEC, obviously a little bit easier, but there still is one. Um, how much of this production is based on where he's been playing? And will that arm slot, will his style work at the SEC level? I don't know. Uh, if Lane Kiffin is offered, apparently he thinks so, and that's really all you need to know. <laughs> if Lane Kiffin thinks that he is good enough to be offered a scholarship, then he is good enough to be offered a scholarship. Quarterback evaluations and him are as good as they get. So I feel kind of goofy even questioning. Uh, I feel goofy questioning it at all, honestly. But it is worth wondering about what will the transition be like for somebody like him if, in fact, he chooses to go to Ole Miss. So things are kind of crazy right now. I mean, I saw a projection this morning that had both Spencer Rattler and um, Dylan Gabriel projected to go to UCLA. So I, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, Bo Nix being in the portal is interesting to me. I think Ole Miss will pursue it, but I don't know where they're going to go from here. They have options now. There are there are good quarterbacks now in the portal, and uh, we'll see which one Ole Miss ends up landing. But again, this may not happen this week. You know, I mean, they, these portal guys have time. They have time. So anyway. There's my spiel on Bo Nix and, and portal quarterbacks. The podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you are in the market for office technology anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, anywhere in the state of Mississippi, and you're in the market for office technology, check out Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com. Let them know I sent you. They'll give you a complimentary office technology assessment. So you'll give them your budget and what you need, and they'll fit packages for you to help you with all of your office technology needs. If it's technology and it involves your business, they can service you. Also, the podcast is brought to you by LB's. LB's Meat, just across from Kroger on University Avenue. It is the best place in Mississippi to get your meat. And to go by and see Greg and tell him I sent you. You've got some grilling weather coming up this week. If you know, if you're one of those work from home types and, and you get to, you know, spend your, your lunch hour hanging out, you know, put something on the grill, or if you're just cooking with meat in general. That is one of the best places, not one of the best places, excuse me, that is the best place in Mississippi to do it. That's LB's just across from Kroger and University Avenue. Tell Greg that I sent you. I've been going back and forth on whether or not I should spend time on the uh, the Blanton thing, where Stone Blanton, the linebacker from my backyard, uh, by the way, committed to South Carolina today, and that is a, a done deal. But uh, he had been committed to Mississippi State baseball. Apparently, the football team wanted him, but I, I hear conflicting stuff on that. Ole Miss, for a period of time, wanted him. Uh, they got some positive developments for other more coveted linebackers, and they have backed off. And so that sparked – and. I'm I'm not explaining this well because I just I'm dipping my toes into it. I don't know if I want to get in get into 
Twitter drama on this podcast. I don't know if I want to waste your time on it, but it does involve Ole Miss, and it does involve name, image, and likeness. So, okay. Stone's older brother is the guy that is starting one of, or just recently launched the, uh, what was it, Complex NIL Innovations? Something like that. That NIL company that launched recently that was going to help. It was like this fund that was going to take your money and give it to Ole Miss players, but they were also going to take money from state fans and give it to state players and so on and so forth. Uh, it was that that platform, but the Oxford one, because you can't call it Ole Miss, launched first. And the older brother of Stone Blanton, the guy that is running one of, there will be more, uh, NIL companies, said this on Twitter. Ole Miss football coaching staff, here's some advice. Never ghost recruits or waste a family's time. This is the South, and we don't treat people that way. Learn how to act like men or get out. I'm stepping off the train. That is what was said by someone who uh, has started an NIL fund for Ole Miss players, taking money from Ole Miss fans to Distribute to players somehow. And that obviously sparked a lot of blowback from Ole Miss people because, of course, it would. Why are you saying this on Twitter? And then why would I give you money after you say this on Twitter? So there's all that stuff, deleted tweets and responses and deletes and, and all that stuff. Um, somebody that's going to work in recruiting needs to understand how recruiting works. This isn't a gentleman's business, and the line of this is the South anyway. Uh, recruiting is cutthroat. If you have a chance to get on board with a program, if they offer you and you've got a spot and you choose not to take it at the time, they're going to pursue other options. They, they, there are only a limited number of spots, and they have to fill them, and they have to get the best players that they can get. And so when you are presented an opportunity to join a recruiting class and you decline that opportunity at the time, they are going to pursue other options. That is recruiting. That's how they should do it. That's how they are going to do it forever. Uh, in the South, especially in the South, and everywhere else. You should not be surprised or bothered or upset when somebody gives you a chance. You decline that chance. And they pursue other interests, other players, better, highly, more highly rated players. Especially when that particular player that was, quote, ghosted, which I would like to know what really happened there, um, was a Mississippi State commit. So being bothered that Ole Miss wouldn't continue talking to a Mississippi State commit seems a little silly to me. Um, you know, there's a phrase about biting the hand that feeds you, and you shouldn't do that. And, you know, he's since apologized and, and all that, and that's good, as you should. You know, emotions get involved when, when family's involved. I certainly understand that. I would defend my sister to the death. I would. Uh, you know, my dad, too. I mean, I, I named my son after my dad. You couldn't tell me anything about my dad that I wouldn't defend. 
regardless. I would, I would, I would defend him with my life. So I understand the family component. I do defending your brother. I, I do wanting your brother to have gone to Ole Miss it, for somebody that went to Ole Miss would have been a nice thing. But if you're going to be in the recruiting business, you have to understand how recruiting works. And if you're going to be in the business that requires Ole Miss fans to give you their money, you shouldn't publicly say things like this about the hand that you want to feed you. Ole Miss found better options at linebacker. They pursued those options. It's the SEC. Yeah. Um, sorry. That's how it works. Lane Kiffin's job is to get the best players he can get. Not to babysit a private school kid from the Jackson area. Sorry. That's how recruiting works. Get the best players you can get. If you offer somebody who's a fringe prospect for you and he doesn't jump on board, move on. Recruiting 101. That's how it works. So, uh, just drama. I, I, I don't like talking about stuff like this, but it, it was out there. I kind of feel like I had to. And uh, last thing, one thought on Ole Miss basketball, and it's a huge problem. It's a huge problem for Kermit Davis, and by default, it's going to become a huge problem for Keith Carter. Ole Miss basketball right now is bad, and not there are different layers of bad for me. You, you can be bad and be interesting. You can be bad and be fun. Or you can just be bad. And right now, after their loss to Western Kentucky, where they shot 27% from the field, got schooled by Rick Stansberry again, again, got schooled by Rick freaking Stansberry again. Um, I know <laughs> different eras and whatnot, but still, that guy's got his... I mean, Unbelievable. Either way. Uninspiring offense. Nothing compelling about that team. There is nothing drawing you into that team. I'm not doing the thing where I think that Ole Miss should not have moved on from Andy Kennedy. I am not doing that at all. Not at all. Not at all. Because that had to happen. It did. Do you guys remember that last season? That had to happen. However... There were some fun, bad teams or interesting, bad teams in Ole Miss basketball's past. Steph Moody didn't make the tournament every year. He didn't play on good teams, but you wanted to watch him play. You know, he was fun. Team wasn't good. He was fun. Marshall Henderson team wasn't good. He was fun. Chris Warren wasn't on good teams. He was fun. It was interesting. They scored a lot. And I remember people hating the street ball offense and stuff. I remember those frustrations, and those were valid. But at least they were interesting. They were, at times, fun, despite not being very good. It was a product that you could at least enjoy sometimes. Right now, Ole Miss is just bad, bad. They're not interesting bad. They're not fun bad. They're bad, bad. There's no scoring. None. There is not a guy that you can go to to get a bucket. There's not a guy that is scoring with any consistency. They can't shoot the ball. They spent an offseason knowing that they needed shooting and did not add any shooting. So they can't score. 
in the modern basketball era, in the modern SEC era, with shooting splits the way theirs are, with offense the way theirs is, you're going to get beat. In this league, if they keep this up on a basically on a nightly basis. And apathy is going to set in. It is setting in already. Because there's nothing drawing you in. They need to figure it out quick or else nobody's going to care. And apathy is worse than anger. It's a lot worse than anger. There's nothing drawing me to this team. There's nothing drawing you to this team. I'm sure they're good kids that work hard. I know, I know they are good kids that work hard. But that's not enough for fans. Some of you will watch every game. I'm not talking about you guys. Programs need you guys that watch every game regardless, that go to every game regardless. But those people that are tuning out, I don't blame them. I don't blame them at all. It's a bad product right now. They need to figure it out quick. They need to figure it out really quick. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you guys. Signing day coming up on Wednesday. We'll talk about that. I don't expect too many fireworks. The portal is more interesting to me for Ole Miss than signing day on Wednesday. But we'll be there to talk about that with you on Wednesday. Y'all have a great week. Enjoy yourselves. Don't forget to subscribe. And I'll talk to you again uh, before signing day and then also immediately after signing day as well. Y'all have a good one. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.